0: So I'm here with our good mates uh Pete and Ez, Erin Gardner, and uh we're gonna talk about holy practices in everyday spirituality because these guys have you've figured it out now, haven't you? You've
1: uh... <laughs> we're taking a step.
0: <laughs> yeah, you have you're like Jedi mastered holy practices in everyday spirituality. Um now but but um, these great friends of ours came and shared at KC and we wanted to get more of the podcast too. And just, um, they've been through um, right, right amazing and complex and challenging couple of years. And uh, they've figured out some life stuff, which I think is going to be really helpful for all of us. So yeah, um, yeah, go for it. Just <laughs> do, do your thing. <laughs> yeah.
2: Is it worth sort of giving a bit of backstory?
0: Do it, mate. Let's do it, yeah.
2: Yeah, So um, obviously we know, um, op- not obviously, uh, we know Matt and Claire from uh, working together with them at Life's Church, where yeah. we were all, all on staff together. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess our journey... From Life Church departed a couple of years ago. Um, I think we had sort of in our hearts that we would do something ourselves since we got married at like yeah. 21. Mm-hmm. Um, so and we're now approaching 40 this year. I am, Erin will <laughs> tell not. you she's 39 <laughs> <That's> this year. <laughs> not 40. Um, so um, so yeah, it's been a long time coming. Um That was kind of sped up by some family situations. My sister was really ill and uh, eventually passed away from cancer um, last year. And yeah, just a a pretty crazy COVID Mm. kind of complex Mm. journey mixed with our walk with God, spirituality Mm. and just turned our whole world upside down. Um, we willingly followed that still small voice of God, but um, it's a bit scary when it's a bit of a whisper, yeah. and uh, and yeah, and just have spent probably the last couple of years, um, uh, loving my family and serving them, and also kind of figuring out spirituality, mm. church, mm. um, following Jesus, and and what all that means.
1: Yeah, and being led by the Holy Spirit one step at a time. And I think mm. that, was like, that was probably the starting point for us was, you know, when life got pretty big, overwhelming and just God telling us to take it that one step at a time and he's going to lead us through stuff. And he did. And and I think on that journey, we found a different type of spirituality probably than we'd ever experienced before um, just by taking it that one step at a time and listening to the Holy Spirit. So, Yeah.
2: So, yeah, yeah, and I think, like, uh, I guess, um, like many people over those kind of lockdown times, Mm. your world changes and Mm. the things that you would have done to connect with God were no longer available, and I think even prior to that, I guess we'd become discontent, we felt like we were doing a lot of good things, but not necessarily... Um, growing in spirituality, mm. and also it felt like a bit of an erosion of our soul a little bit, like, mm. um, you know that that we were, yeah, just constantly overstretching ourselves in everything we did yeah. uh, through good intentions, but but, um, yeah, well, we we felt like we'd made some choices that got us to a, a bit of an unhealthy spiritual place, definitely. Yeah um so yeah and that that was we then started I guess asking the questions didn't Mm, we
1: yeah yeah I think I remember a time when we it was a similar time where we were sort of asking those questions and I read through the gospels and um Jesus spoke to me and sort of said you know one side of me but you don't know all of me like the challenge that like looking at what the disciples went through the um and, and just trying to walk with Jesus and figure out how to be spiritual like him. And, and all of that was such a challenge. And I just thought, gosh, I really need to know that side of you. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and yeah, so that sort of took us on this journey really, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah
0: I mean, uh, and so you've had, you've had like, you had the certainty or you had a certain sort of like a style of doing church, a style of doing ministry, yeah. a style of doing family quite settled into, Not just the chaos of lockdown and what everybody else has gone through, but additional like the 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 stuff you mentioned with your sister, which was devastating, Mm -hmm. and then you obviously relocated and and all of that chaos as well. I mean, wow! It's like I I, I mean, I I guess you had a lot of soul searching to do and a lot of like reframing of what what was important. What what do you think you? I mean, you know, listening to you talk at church yesterday was just amazing to see. Your learnings are so rich and deep from it all. And so like it's not like a flipping PowerPoint on a screen type learning. I read <laughs> a book. You know, I read a book last Tuesday and I'm gonna preach on it Sunday. It was like deep, deep down stuff that you were bringing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, how did you come to that stuff?
2: I think a lot of like um a lot of what we loved was stripped away like and and be that like our friendships and relationships in church be that our purpose be it my sister who was like my best friend like in loads of ways we like just loads of stuff kind of we really quickly kind of like was lost overnight I guess but but also, we obviously not with my sister, but the rest of it, like we also chose to make that move to be able to care for my sister and stuff, yeah. but which was like the right thing. But mm. yeah, just like led us into a time where y- you have to trust God in different ways, yeah. you're not getting the outcome you would desire, so you have to trust his outcomes. Mm. And, um, and I think, yeah, uh, like you know, we were pretty full-on busy before that and a little bit empty and then I think yeah. that kind of shook the rest of it out and we we're like you can't just like when you're going through things like that in life you can't just patch over it with a, a positive bible verse or someone's instagram revelation in 30 seconds that you read like it has to um it has to hit your innermost being, like yeah and, it, yeah, and it has to be holistic. Like it has to, like you know, it talks about love Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And it's like, so then you've got to learn for Him to love you with all right. in those ways. You've got to open your heart. You've got to open your mind. You've got to open your your physicality and and who you are, your humanity, who you are as a person, and. And
1: um, I think making that move when we when we made the move back to York where we're living now, um, it's literally like you just you jump over the edge of a cliff and hope that God will catch you. Like literally <laughs> nothing else. Like all the things that we used to uh, used to cope, we used to use to sort of feel that validation of like I'm doing a good thing. They just weren't there anymore. Right. So then you have to go all in, don't you? Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> I've <laughs> no
2: other option. Yeah. So I think like to start to unpick the practicalities of what we did, we were like, we felt Christianity for us was like really complex, um, but like okay to kind of do. Like we felt like we were doing all right in the in the kind of like in our world of Christianity. Yeah. And I think we're like, actually. We think it should be reading the gospels, right. looking at the work, the early works of the church, the mm. Holy Spirit, like what happened there. We think it should be quite simple, yeah. but really difficult. Like that's the kind <laughs> yeah. of vibe yeah. yeah. isn't yeah. it?
0: Simple so to like, understand but hard to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> that.
2: Exactly that. And I and I think um, so we're like, right, what are God's like priorities in scripture? Like what are like and obviously you've got the greatest commandment which is you know Jesus says all the law and prophets hang off this which is love and and I think then so every bit of your intellect that you you know strive for great theology as we're taught in our Greek system of Christianity to like intellectualize everything and and not necessarily act on it as long as we know the right thing. And um, all that stuff in me then starts to get unpicked where I'm like, actually, it's about love. And, and that's like super costly. And there's no shortcuts in it. Um,
1: and it's messy and it's hard and it's challenging. And because above all else, if you're not cultivating love, then Jesus, that's the first thing that Jesus asks to do.
2: So, um, and and that's the broadest <laughs> part of the filter. Like, so it's yeah. like, you know, if if whatever it is you're doing, whether you, uh, you know, how you think about people, how you act, like, how you think about yourself, like, mm. um, just it just then starts to like reframe our faith, and that's been a massive mm. part of our journey because we realised we did a lot of stuff in the name of god or holiness in the way that we thought but actually like to do it in love like jesus did because he that's what he did that his love had this radical spiritual power for transformation right. and that's why right. most of us are scared to love because we think oh we look like we're compromising But right. what if we also pursue that radical power that jesus has to bring transformation mm-hmm. at the same time so yeah, we're we're not there. <laughs> yeah. But but we're kind of on that journey a bit. Yeah, you're in pursuit,
0: eh? Yeah, it's so yeah. true. Yeah, I think you said something to me the other week, Pete, about I'm not gonna speak about it because I haven't got power in that area or something. I remember and I was yeah. tucked it away that week. I was thinking, you know, imagine that like we like you say, we, we can know a lot of stuff, but I, I was we were doing a I went in our e group we were looking at where Paul says I'm not coming to you with like fancy words and knowledge yeah. of that. I'm coming to you with, like, because the gospel's power. I'm coming to you with like the, the power of the gospel. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. you just think, I, I, I suppose in my unlearnings and relearnings with KC, it's been, like, the gospel is really powerful. Mm. Just let the gospel do its work and stand. Mm. Almost, like, just let, let the gospel come through you, like you're saying, where I think maybe before we, we, we always felt like maybe the gospel needed a little bit of help. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, definitely. Like, and, and I, remix I it.
0: <laughs> a remix of the gospel just for the yeah. modern world. And in one sense, it's funny, but in another sense, it's like it's, it's a point of repentance, isn't it? Because oh, it's yeah. like, definitely, and that we, we've we've talked about that over the last couple of years. Like the amount of repentance and and learning, and going, God, I'm so sorry, I made this so something that it wasn't. But uh, you, you guys, what, so you've just so people who don't know you obviously know this but you're you're doing a church in your house
2: yeah yeah, yeah. it's um <laughs> again like we kind of we had in our hearts to plant a church and we always thought it'd be like a big evangelical shindig like we used to really and <laughs> um, and i think um, yeah that that was the direction we thought we were going but one of the big things like the, and i will get around to to sort of talking about that but i think the other the like alongside the great commission the greatest commandment is a great commission which is go make disciples yeah. and like we pulled that apart because my whole theology around that was just like get people to church or get them on an out yeah get like get them through yeah. growth track or whatever it is that like is. Like, <laughs> like it was that was where I was at, and and actually, the example of Jesus, the example of the early church, is so far from that. And and it's about love, ultimately, relationship, and sharing your spirituality in that context with a power behind it and a sacrificial love as well. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's where we've really been led by God. Is is like actually be true to what I've asked you to do. I think the greatest. The Great Commandment is about who he's asked you to be, like to be a person of love, receiving his love, sharing his love. But the Great Commission is about what you're supposed to do, which is being spiritual every day in every environment and and expecting that God's also at work in those other people, Mm. whatever people group it is. Yeah. Um, and we've been shocked, surprised, amazed, you know, some yeah. of the stories which I'm not going to talk about on the podcast because <laughs> we might end up in uh, in uh, deep water. But um, just the amazing things that God's done and the, the environments and context he's worked in, which are way outside of my comfort zones
1: yeah and i think that as well outside of what you would imagine god should do yeah it's totally. like no god this person right that <laughs> i think you should do this, this and this. and it's like god just doesn't care about our stuff as much as we do yeah and just seeing that and being led by that and letting love towards other people like that there's been massive hasn't it it's yeah
2: big, and that's why we've done church in our house so yeah. the, like circling background yeah. and um, we wanted to like remove the social barriers to jesus um mm-hmm like create an environment that was like a level playing field so I don't preach we like read the bible and talk about it in real time yeah. and real life application so it's like it's a level playing field for everyone it's not like I've gone away and thought about it all week yeah. I'm going to blast you for 20 <laughs> minutes with it and then you have to do it Make quick catch up <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like um we're okay. just doing loads of things really like, purposefully yeah. to try and uh, help um what if you went like scriptural, it'd be the Gentiles, but but people who don't see themselves as churchgoers uh but are totally spiritually open and are totally willing to follow Jesus if you do it in a way that that they can get and grasp. So yeah. And it's super messy. It sounds great when I say it like that, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is.
1: It's, it's definitely messy. Oh, yeah. But totally. I put, And I think I've, we've, we've probably never been more uncomfortable in mm. our lives. But actually, I find other people are more comfortable around yeah. us. Yeah. And we're the ones that are uncomfortable. Wow. And that's what I see of the disciples when I read the gospel all like a couple of years ago. And I was massively challenged. Just thought, gosh, I'm not uncomfortable and I probably need to be. And I am in a way now that's actually making other people comfortable and actually mm. facilitating what God's doing in them um, mm. rather than you yeah, know trying to make it happen ourselves. Yeah.
2: So, and that's yeah. Uh, again, like that's why we really needed these holy practices yeah, because yeah. there are they're really our only point of like connection with God that doesn't just totally mess with you. <laughs> Most of the time where we're outwardly being spiritual now it's in an environment that's totally alien to us, like totally uncomfortable where you're like, you're having to be led by the Holy yeah. Spirit because there's no, like, I don't know, like, what's happening in this environment. I've no kind of framework for it. I've no, there's no, you can't watch a training video on this stuff. like, Or yeah. I haven't found any anyway. Yeah. Please no. leave <laughs> <deal. laughs> some links if anyone does. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we're like all at sea a lot of the time, but well, people... the holy
1: practices have really helped.
2: To, yeah, yeah,
1: to ground us in sort of that connection spiritually with God, mm-hmm. um, and on a daily basis. Um Yeah, helping us to do that, haven't
2: they?
0: And do, yeah, you, exactly. do you do you speak about them in in your in your house uh, with the people that you gather around? Ah, oh, brilliant.
2: Yeah, we do them in our the house, don't we? Yeah, so yeah. we do communion
1: every week um yeah. with whoever comes. Um and depending on who's there, we mm. sort of we explain it and we make it accessible for everybody. Um Love it. yeah, so that, that's one thing that we do every yeah. Week. So
2: that would be the gospel every week, yeah. like that yeah. we would live as well as like yeah. share, um yeah. is um it again it's not And then we would do like prayer, guided prayer. Um, We would do, we've been through all the kind of holy practices. Obviously the reading of scripture and and the kind of application Mm. of that we would do there in in sort of real time as well. So, yeah, a lot of it's it's built on that. And then we also have these like collab groups off the back of it, which is where we would go a bit deeper into like things like confession Mm. and, and some of those, like um, yeah, I guess like the next level of following Jesus. Yeah,
1: and like prayer, more personal prayer, mm-hmm. um, collective prayer for each other, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: so, you, so you'd say what? Let me. I'm. I think I took. Well, I've definitely got your slides from yesterday. which I, I love the color mm-hmm. scheme on the room. So you you talk about the importance of communion and yeah. confession, scripture. Mm-hmm. and yeah. prayer and he talked about solitude which i thought was really good yesterday yeah, that. yeah. that was um, that's a rowdy yeah. one um yeah. and um
2: yeah, yeah just, i think most people struggle to pray because like what what we've really started digging into is not just the teachings of jesus but the actual example of how yeah. he did it yeah. and like he prayed he prayed in solitude and most people are like, oh, I can't pray, like my mind's just full of stuff, or like I've got all this, like these are all my excuses. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Well, how about you do it like Jesus did? And you get up early and you find a place of solitude, which usually means sitting in my car on the drive on the morning at five a.m. while my neighbor who's a postie walks past and looks <laughs> at me. I think I've got him praying for me <laughs> as well. And, uh, but you scared the life scared out of him.
0: <laughs> him. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, man so do you, do you want to go i mean i there's no rush for it but i'd love what uh will you be all right to just take us through them one by one because yeah what you will just do something similar to what you did yesterday it was so helpful like for for to just like this is what it means this is what it's like because yeah. um we've had a very similar sort of dealer i don't know what you'd call it and learn i don't know how to explain some people have called it, deconstruction. We, we call it reconstruction Reconstruction. <laughs> reconstruction. yeah I, I was thinking about you somebody call it deconstruction which it isn't it's more reformation or like what yeah, you said reconstruction yeah, yeah, yeah. and a breaking it's like Lego like break it down and just start again with the basic yeah. building stuff which I remember getting heckled in uh, the cafe uh, I was preaching I was doing my talk which I was so nervous to do uh, in a public space with people who aren't the people who weren't Christians there and then a junk bloke comes in and started heckling me properly <laughs> Manchester heckling me he's just going boring boring like it was amazing and and this you know it's like you know this last way you figure out it's like have i have i got it in me to sort of stand my ground and and the reality is like this is some i think what the four of us are all learning me you you guys and that's me and claire is like yeah the gospel works under them conditions like don't worry about it you don't need a light show and second keys like you'll be fine (laughs) 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 anyway take us through them holy practices because they were really yeah we
2: we just picked a few that we thought were were poignant but i think uh, the first one's discipleship Mm. which again is like just a beautiful thing that that we've totally lost we we like do it as a course or we do it as like will you disciple me which means just tell me off and shame me (laughs) (laughs) is pretty much my experience and I'm like I already do enough of that in my own head so it's like let's look at the example of how Jesus did it and then let's look at some of the theology in terms of the actual scripture and what the words meant Um, so I think firstly it starts with love like He laid down his lives for his twelve, like, and and there was clearly love in that, like, in those relationships and in that group, like, and and the greatest commandment is love, and really, like, we do discipleships because we're both Christians, rather than because we're actually trying to love each other. And I think that has to be the foundation of great discipleship, and that can cross, you know, the borders of are you a Christian or not. Right. Because it's like yeah, yeah. you know the woman at the well, the, all these examples, Zacchaeus. It's like they weren't necessarily Christians, but but they were willing to be disciples. Yeah. Um. So so love the second thing I would say is friendship is like discipleship should come from friendship, and this mm-hmm. is why. Loads of people fall away from the faith because they put their spirituality into an organization rather than into the friends. Mm-hmm. And and your wow. friendships endure beyond church like ours have done. Yeah. Like we maybe meet there and we're still doing church, but in different contexts. Yeah. But actually I would say our spirituality and friendship is stronger than it's ever been. Yeah, and, and I think like, we should have a kingdom mentality rather than the church mentality when it comes to uh, discipleship, which is friendship. Uh, vulnerability is the other thing. I think we've been terrified of getting it wrong as Christians for years. Um, and Jesus, like, welcomed it with his disciples. He set them up for failure. Mm -hmm. He did everything that John Maxwell would tell you not to do. And (laughs)
1: And,
2: and we've become obsessed with this, like, leadership culture of being perfect. and, And you're a disciple if you're a great leader and you can deliver things brilliantly. It's like, no, you're a disciple if you love, if you're a friend, and if you're willing to pursue the supernatural and and spirituality and and anything else after that is like "Mm, great that's like defines what kind of a disciple you are and there were really like broad differences from someone like paul who was a disciple of jesus later on and, and met him in this crazy way and and then lived that out or someone like peter or you know any of them so and then I love this definition of what discipleship means, which is it's simultaneously being under instruction and encouragement and instructing and encouraging. Right. So it should be that like kind of simultaneous relationship with a friend, someone you love, whether they're a Christian or not, where you can talk about your spirituality, yeah. talk about your followership of Jesus talk about how that's affecting you changing you transforming you and also invite them into that like
1: yeah
2: like that's super normal in the context of loving friendships like and and that's what we're really enjoying and then i think some of the hallmarks were like eating together doing missions together like living life together Mm. having faith together and and just following God on like a daily. It was just like a normal daily thing that you did. And so yeah, that's kind of our holy practice of discipleship and how we would view that. And that's like it's massively huge, transformed it? us. Yeah, hugely. Yeah. And it's a huge
1: part of what we do. It's probably one of the main ones. Um, our next one is communion. So we kind of mentioned it a little bit already, but we we would do that every Sunday. And we do it in our collab groups. So a couple of times a week um and for us just doing that is first of all a chance to remember Jesus mm-hmm. to sort of remember his holiness and to encourage that reverence for God that we often forget in the day-to-day yeah. lives and like gosh you you gave up heaven for me mm-hmm. <laughs> and just that that real like um yeah respect and reverence but also just it's a quite overwhelming and mm-hmm. you know when we do communion uh, whether it's together on a Sunday or whether it's just with a friend, it's quite an emotional thing because Mm. when you actually think back and stop and take time to remember Jesus, what he did, the life he lived, everything he went through um, and the sort of the amount of, gosh, vulnerability that he would have had and yeah, the choice that he had within that as well to choose to do that. So just remembering that regularly actually sets a real perspective for Mm. life, I think, and a real, um, has really helped me to yeah, just get a perspective on things that i've got going on as well so mm. so yeah uh, and then receiving forgiveness within that as well yes. um, and um yeah and then receiving the sort of the new spiritual uh, the holy spirit that comes off the back of that um mm. you know the the crucifixion and just praying in the holy spirit in those moments as well mm. um you know with friends we've had some amazing prayer times together off the back of communion and healing physical healing um, happening as well which has been absolutely brilliant but it's literally like me and a friend sat in a living room it's you know it's not like a healing service or something um mega like you would you would think of but actually just in the everyday like of doing the healing practices it's really brought that like spiritual edge and spiritual power Mm. sort of into those relationships yeah Um, yeah so that's that's
0: communion love that yeah that's so powerful (laughs)
2: Um, (sighs) the next one we talked about was confession which Mm. again is like something that we are reforming i guess this will be another one like alongside Mm. discipleship where it's like yeah, let me tell you what I already don't like about myself. Um, <laughs> you you can second that and amen it, and and maybe give me three Bible verses that I'm already struggling to uh, absorb. Yeah. yeah. So, um, we obviously did in your back catalogue. There'll be a uh, one where we talked about confession. Uh, yeah. Yourself, yourself, and Rich because it's something that we do. Yeah. And um, I do it with a few people. Um, but my kind of premise again is the the greatest commandment which is love so my confession isn't around like the fruit of, of any of my behaviors actually it's the root of what disconnects me from love and i found this like massively transformational because mm-hmm. i i've been condemning myself for being angry and and you know prideful or lustful or whatever it is for for years um and and actually when i framed it through love i was like oh like i started confessing god i'm sorry for being too busy and not resting not taking a sabbath which is one of the major commands it's like and it's actually that that's leading me into my anger that's leading me into my pride that's leading me into lust yeah um and i can actually fix some of the things that that uh, the root causes um so Yes, it's been pretty revolutionary for me um, and for us, I think, as well. But I've had a lot more confessing to do than <laughs> Erin. She's naturally a good person. <laughs> um, so, and, and, uh, and I think, like, so I assess, like, my loving connections before confessing. So I'm like, how's my loving connection with God? Oh. Like, is it all just what should I do, God, or whinging, or going to him with a shopping list, mm. um, or do I am I actually giving time and space in my life to which again goes back to solitude, cultivate a loving connection. Mm. Um, I assess my loving connection with myself. Mm. Like, how much am I loving me at the moment? Not in like a narcissistic, like, yeah oh let me you know get some more TikTok likes or whatever um but but more about um like how at peace with myself am I am I valuing myself like am I honoring my body when it's saying it's tired Mm. like am I feeding my mind healthy things am I feeding my body healthy things like um so some of that stuff and then um, with others as well, which is probably the easiest to do is like, you know, am I connecting with my kids or do I just come home and sit on my phone and have to wait for Erin to tell me um, and <laughs> get off your phone? Like all those things that are just signs that there's the red flags, I guess, that your loving yep. connection isn't right. And that's yep. what sin is. Yep. Sin is that disconnect yep. from love, from God yep. who is love. Um so and and yeah I think then just giving time and space to allow for forgiveness and healing, that great verse in james five sixteen where it talks about you know confess your sins and allow it allow healing to come and yeah and, and I, I think yeah it's just been great
0: it's uh it's uh it's often you know in 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 lots of disciplines and in lots of even in like fitness disciplines. I, I mean, I go to the gym, and there's a couple of machines. There's never a queue for. There's a couple of machines. There's always a queue for. Um, the, <laughs> the vending
2: machine, in my case.
0: The vending machine. Yeah, nice one. <laughs> it's a queue. Pete's choosing which size bottle of water he wants. <laughs> can I get two? Straight mascots? to the M Straight to the M and <laughs> But there's those, those mirror, they call them mirror muscles. So if you want to get big, you know, you do chest chest presses and uh, bench presses and stuff, and there's always a cue for them. And then there's these unseen ones they are like the core muscles that, you know, there's nothing really. Yeah. You, you know how hard are your core muscles? You don't even see them. But <laughs> there's there's never a cue for those machines in it. Always, what do you need more, a big chest or a solid core? Do you know what I mean? I I, I always think about that. I often think about like, how is my core, these things that you're talking about, are your core, they're the things that give you sort of stability, balance. They're the things that give you strength and energy. If your core's out of whack, you won't be able to carry anything else. And uh, what I've learned with the confession stuff with you and Rich has been the, uh, you guys, we're all slightly different personalities and we've all got slightly different perspectives on it. But the shame And the embarrassment, which is such a huge stumbling block Mm. when you feel like an idiot. is I I feel that's part of my perfectionism thing that I'm really like going to God about a lot. Um, I've been on stage for so long. I'm used to doing things in front of people. It almost comes naturally to me to perform in every situation. And um, COVID's been very good for that because there's just been no stages. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been able to do it. But, you know, like... Just to remove that and just the exhale that comes off. Ah, oh, I'm accepted, um, forgiven, um, you know. And it says in uh, James five, there pray for each other that you'll be healed. Like it's often mm. that we get healed through other people, isn't it? Yeah. You know, even God God does the forgiving, but often it's other people who do the healing. Yeah. There's something yeah. that's something about it. So I think, I mean, that's I, I, as a church planter, and I'm like, wow, how can we do that, you know, in in our church, um, in a way that's not going to be misused or you know you know it's, I, I'd love to I'd love to see some of those community groups like in at KC just really grab hold of like yeah I'm going to take it to another level with some of my friends and start like yeah. praying for to be healed in these areas I think it'd be it's so powerful but yeah. anyway you yeah, keep going what what are the others cuz um quite... and then
1: the, the last one that we did on uh, yesterday was um solitude and prayer oh. so yeah it was um solitude because of the example that jesus set in the bible Mm. but also because it's just i think what what we crave particularly having three young children and never having a moment's peace literally if you they're awake pretty much the whole time we're awake (laughs) and then stuff to do in the evenings it's finding that that place of solitude where you can be at peace your mind can rest you can just be open to god and not have uh, like the like Pete mentioned, the list of stuff that I pray, I'll talk to God about. It's like actually just having mm-hmm. time um, has been a massive thing, and it's it really like restored energy, I think, to us as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, and within that, then prayer and and meditation. So not not just like a, a yeah, like a quick few seconds prayer. It's like actually I'm gonna take like a prayer, like the Lord's prayer, and meditate on that mm-hmm. each line by line taking you know a minute on each line to really pray into it and make Mm. it meaningful to me own it and you know we mentioned on Sunday about the life of Jesus he he taught us word for word what to pray in Matthew 6 um but he also lived it as well you know he's teaching Mm. the rabbi and this is his teaching and and often the the, the prayers uh, the words that they spoke was the way that they lived as well and and I think for Jesus this was the way that he led his life so you know on our pursuit to become more like him right just taking that time to have time out to really meditate and allow mm-hmm. this to soak into us and become mm-hmm. part of who we are has um yeah it's been really a really big point of spiritual connection i think awesome. yeah and
2: i think there's like a full spiritual rhythm in the prayer erin's uh, just mentioned it but i think for us, our, a lot of our repentance was our spiritual rhythms mm. didn't reflect the kingdom of God and mm. holy practices. Yeah. They reflected the church. Mm. So it was, you know, I'm in a life group and I go on Sundays and I, I serve on you. a team, which is all good, but it's secondary to yes. having these holy practices. Yeah. So now my spiritual rhythm and routine is, no, I forgive and I am forgiven regularly. I love and share my spirituality with other people mm. i open myself up to be loved by god i mm. receive that love and i let that love flow out to others throughout the day um i take communion and honor jesus yeah. for who he is but actually with a physical act as well mm. um and I, and i think like yeah it's just really it's like really transformed us really changed has yeah. been massively difficult um yeah. and and yeah but the Lord's Prayer for me has been like mm. absolutely fundamental in this in helping me to pray because mm. I think I was pretty I you know I could pop off a great evangelical prayer at the drop of the hat like we all have to as pastors um but I think in terms of my mind was so full and is so full of stuff that, you know, one of my great things to do, if I've forgotten what to do, I'll go pray because the hundred things I need to do will pop into my head. <laughs> Whereas I use, it's like, um, I'm not quite sure that's how you're supposed to use prayer. Um, but I think, um, yeah, this like, the lord's prayer breaking it down into 10 points like yeah. having a minute on each a meditation wow. time that dings and dongs and yeah. like helps me to stay on there yeah. and then like just create something beautiful and and i'm still a rubbish human being and i only do it four times a week when <laughs> like i'd love to do it every day and sometimes i don't even do it in the week and it's like mm-hmm. and then i'm like oh, i want to get back to it and and I've just like drawn a line that I won't condemn myself yeah. and, no, and yeah, I won't be right. all like, oh, you haven't done it. It's like, no, I yeah. want to do it. It's yeah. not that I should do it or ought to. It's like I actually want yeah. to. Yeah. So, and, yeah. The,
1: and you look at that prayer and you think there's lines in there that will take me a lifetime to yep. understand. your kingdom come? It's like, yeah, what does that even look like? How how are you even how am I even gonna help you do that? Like just yeah. so many things that like
2: yeah and there's a beautiful like again spiritual rhythm daily nature to it like we often like you know we got told to live in faith for stuff so then you're always like anxious because you're like god are you gonna come through for this next thing i'm believing for and it's like all the while while He's like, your will be done today. What do you want me to do today? Who am I missing? What opportunities to love and share spirituality am I missing because I'm having faith? It's like, yeah, faith's really important, but it's probably secondary to love and spiritual. Right connection and, like, if it flows,
0: uh, and if it flows out of love the, the faith will be a love-based faith won't it yeah I, I, yeah I, 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 a
1: pizza,
0: definitely. some of the things you said like i met a guy um, it, you, um there was, i was make, making a connection in my mind today i think with the church planter i met him um, in he, he plant, planted a load of churches in japan and like talk about they don't know who jesus is at all a lot of japanese people they haven't got any concept of christ yeah. so yeah. like he had to he's an australian guy and he had to like totally reef you know tell tell the christ story and he said the this pace of life that he's planted he gives some like 14 different campuses in tokyo and yeah. he said the pace of life he says it's just unrelievable you can't you can't imagine that the, 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 uh, you know as much as we say you know technology is part of us he says it's like really it's taking hold in tokyo as you'd imagine and um he says he teaches them to do three things, similar to what you said. Let's just simplify it. He said, make sure he says to everybody, make sure you forgive everybody every day, make sure you write something in your journal about what you've learned, make sure you say the Lord's prayer, oh, and it, and it's just basically like us. We we learned this, I think, all of us when we were part of life churches. Is it's the church you might have in your mind, but then there's the people in front of you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and it isn't necessarily the same thing. Uh, and, and you have to be able to connect with the people in front of you, don't you? The people who've yeah, come in, yeah. you have to find a way to. What do they need? Like that's what mm-hmm. Jesus was a genius at. But the simplicity yeah. of the Lord's prayer, like you say, forgive us our trespass in the same way that we forgive other people. Like you're like, oh my days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like really? Oh, yeah, it's,
2: it's beautiful. It's like it? I just love it. Yeah, I yeah. absolutely love it, and like loads of great stories from it. Personally, like. I think I shared one with you another time about, like, the end where it talks about deliverers from the oh, I was
0: going to ask you about that line because that that has been really, really powerful for me. Yeah, That's say about that. Unreal.
2: So, like, obviously my... I had a deliverance experience when I was, like, 17 that was, like, proper mental, open heaven, demons coming out, like, absolutely wild, didn't ask for it, just happened. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, just crazy. And I think, like, that sort of framed deliverance for me quite <laughs> like it was always <laughs> there. And, and then like the only context for it in church is, is mostly like meetings and, you know, like a really specific ministry. So that's kind of where I got to in my head. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why does Jesus, like the son of God, teach us to pray deliver us from the evil one like every day? I'm like, that's mad. Uh, anyway, at like during this period, like we've already talked about the two years of like rubbish we've been through. Let's put it nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I was having some like real, I was working on my own renovating a house we bought that we swore we wouldn't get a renovation house and then ended up with one. I don't know. I don't even know how to this day. Um, (laughs) And and I was like really negative on myself. I'm like, this is what you said you wouldn't do. You've come here to plant a church and you're doing a house again. All this stuff. Anyway, my, my mind started to really spiral. And then I was like, really myself talk to myself was a tr- like absolutely horrible, like really vindictive, really horrible. Wow. And um, and and I felt like I was fighting myself. So I had no way out. I was like, this is me talking to me. <laughs> like and I felt like Jesus, like, just put a full stop and be like, you wouldn't talk to anyone else in this way. So why mm. are you talking to you like that in mm. one of my how well are you loving yourself prayer conversations? Right. Um, but I was, I just felt like I didn't have a way out. Anyway, pray I'm doing the Lord's Prayer every day as much as I can. Um and uh take a minute every day where I've got my meditation timer on. Um, I'm usually in my car or up locked in the bedroom away from the kids. And I just hold out my hands flat and I, I'm like, Jesus deliver me from the evil one, Deliver me from where I've partnered with him in my mind, in my body, in my spirit, in my soul, like just deliver me. And I don't really say a lot more than that. I just wait, I breathe, I just relax. Um, because he is supernatural, isn't mm. he? He's beyond the natural. We don't need to do anything except for invite him to do what he would willingly do already if we make space for it. Anyway, um. like he just like something flicked into my mind while I was doing that like you've not talked badly to yourself for a week and I was like oh I haven't he was like I've delivered you that was like a a satanic scheme against you in your mind I was like wow I thought it was me because I made that mess (laughs) and I was in it and he's like no like that house is like my blessing to you and like that was just a a satanic scheme against you and I've delivered you from it because you've asked me to I'm like mind-blowing and then like there's other things I could go on and on about I won't but Mm. where I'm like I'm seeing the supernatural at work in the most normal um way possible that you would miss it if you didn't take time to give credit. it's like unreal
0: beautiful that's so helpful yeah and ah, so helpful that Uh, because if we if we keep projecting spirituality as something we do once a week in a public space or if we keep professionalizing it in a sort of an unhelpful way then we miss those moments because we forget yeah i think it was eugene peterson i read a book of his years ago and uh when i first when i took on pastoral department and i i didn't really want to be a pastor i just felt like god had asked me to do it i was doing music and i and i just I somehow got all the eugene peterson it's one of the best things that ever happened mm-hmm. and he said the job of a pastor is to help people find out what god is already doing in their lives <laughs> yeah. and i was like he's like listen yeah god's all don't don't think for a minute that you're going to show up and god's going to appear yeah, like yeah, thank yeah, god yeah. matt's here it's like he's already at, like you said Aaron, he's already at work in people's lives yeah. and uh what you what these practices help us do is to be more cognizant of god and to be more aware and to be more mm-hmm. to be more um, on the lookout and centrally looking out for his presence and his activity because yeah, he's yeah. already involved in it. He? so helpful yeah. man i got buzz and that's
2: so powerful as well and I'd, I'd encourage anyone who's listening to it as a pastor or a church leader that like we're supposed to be priests First and mm. and leaders somewhere else yeah. down the line. Like and and we've got like we're off the bus of being leaders. Like we want to be yeah. priests and we want to help people yeah. with that spiritual connection. Yeah. I think you know if you're trying to be a leader, you'll get burnt out. You'll be tired. You'll be like all of us were. Yeah. <laughs> like and and but if you're a priest, man, it's so refreshing. Like you are there to connect people to god on the journey that's already happening like yeah. and and there's a beautiful kingdom that you can tap into where he's the king it doesn't need yeah. a leader it's got a king yeah. like and and you just <laughs> get on board and follow it and and don't over complicate it it's 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 a beautiful thing to be a part of <laughs> so yeah just an encouragement
0: that's awesome thanks